If you haven't already, subscribe to never miss another scary story. If you are subscribed, click the notification bell and click that like button too. Thank you. You've probably seen this photo before. A trail cam photo showing a strange pale human creature. It was taken in 2010 by a user of a hunting message board. Could this be a Wendigo? You're watching Darkness Prevails, the best place to share your creepy stories with the world, because this world is a strange one. Native American folklore is rich with mythology and creepy legends. One of the most notable is perhaps the legend of the Wendigo, a once-human creature that preys upon people. Even today, this creature is often sighted in the woods of America, so don't be too scared as I share these allegedly real Wendigo sightings with you. If you want to have your story in a future video, I'm looking for creepy stories from VRChat or Fortnite. Share your stories with me anytime at darknessprevails.org submit. Also, check out my free app at darknessprevails.org app to get all my content in one place. Now, are you ready for the main course? It could be you. Number one, The Window Stalker, submitted by Ethan. When I was little, I always loved the gorgeous scenery of my grandma's house. Going to her house was the one chance I got to escape my neighborhood. I loved the large pine trees and beautiful oaks, but looks can be deceiving. After dark is when things take a sinister turn. Just some background information. My grandma lives in a house that is surrounded by thick forest. I found this weird considering my grandma grew up in Florida. The first event happened to my grandma, and it still gives me chills to this day. It was around one in the morning, and my grandma's parents were asleep. My grandma's cousin was staying over for a few days. It was late, so they just sat around and watched TV. My grandma's cousin was starting to doze off when they heard a noise, a sort of screaming and yelping. It sounded like Satan himself was crying out in pain. Did you hear that? She said. Her cousin was now wide awake. They stared at the window forever, but as quickly as the noise had come, it faded. They didn't get any sleep that night. The next part happened the following evening. My grandma was getting ready for bed with her cousin. As she walked over to her room, her cousin was standing there with her mouth wide open. My grandma walked in and screamed. Standing at the window was a pale face looking in at them. Its eyes were far too solid white to be a normal person, not to mention its sharp rows of jagged teeth. As they screamed, the creature moved away from the window. Her dad ran outside to find it. A few minutes later, he came back, and it was very clear from his expression that he had seen something he couldn't understand. She later found out that when her dad went outside, he found hair and flesh on the side of the wall. He said it was like a person's, but not in a way. I believe what they encountered was a Wendigo, something that I wholly believe. If the window was open, my grandma and cousin would not be alive right now. 
Number two, the Wendigo invites himself. Submitted by Trisha W. I'd like to tell you a story, a story I wish I could say was pure fantasy, but it's not. It may sound crazy, but it's my true story. I live in Quebec in Canada. Ever since I was little, I've seen some strange things, but it didn't really bother me. I live my life like a normal person. Whatever mysterious things I've seen or heard, I didn't pay it much mind until last month. As of writing this, last month for me was last October. Something strange happened. It began with a nightmare, the most horrible nightmare I've ever had. My room was covered in blood, and I heard a Latin chant. At least I could only guess it was Latin. It sounded like a prayer, and it wouldn't stop repeating over and over. I woke up in a cold sweat, I remember feeling so relieved to see my room was normal again. I tried to forget the nightmare and to live my life normally again, but the next night, I have another strange dream. This time, I was at a train station near my home and I wasn't alone. There was an unknown person with me. I don't remember all of the dream, but I knew he was a man and I remember those eyes those cold, silver eyes. They glowed like a cat's eyes in light, and the smell, it was like frankincense with a touch of jasmine. It was a bit intoxicating. I remember he said something to me with some rage in his eyes, but I can't recall exactly what he said. During the conversation, I could still hear the same prayer from the night before. Like a dozen people were hiding in the shadows, chanting the prayer. The only word in the prayer I remember was tenebrous. Every time I heard it, my spine would get chills. Suddenly, a woman came up to me. She was young and warned me to go away right now. I remember vividly the voice of this woman. It was panicked and distraught. Then the stranger grabbed her by the shoulders, pushed her hard onto the track of the train, and... She vanished as the train ran her over. I woke up, frozen with fear again, with this horrible vision still on my mind. As I got ready to go to work, I began to feel sick. My stomach was in knots, like it had lava in it, and I felt so dizzy. Soon the pain was so much, I found it hard to move. I had no choice but to call in sick, only for things to soon get much worse. I tried to sleep it off, but when I woke up, it felt worse. And oddly, despite feeling so sick, I felt famished. I got up to go to the fridge to get some food, but everything I tried to eat tasted awful, and everything I swallowed made my stomach more sour. I was beginning to think that I was just sick. That's why things didn't taste and feel the same. The smell of the food was even horrible, which was strange. I end up going to the doctor and then to a specialist, but they didn't seem to find anything wrong with me. My body looked healthy and functional, but I just couldn't eat anymore. Later on in the week, after downing smoothie after smoothie to keep my nutrition up, 
no matter how disgusting it got, I noticed something terrifying. I had meat in the fridge. Every time I'd open the fridge, I'd see it, and my mouth would water. I tried cooking some, but the more done it got, the more disgusting it smell. I cooked it extremely rare, almost blue in fact, and I tried a piece. And honestly, I don't think I remember anything tasting so exquisite. Even though I enjoyed that bite of meat, I threw the rest away and I cried. What was happening to me? This didn't make any sense. Why only raw meat? I've lost 20 pounds already and I feel so cold all the time. I'm unable to warm my body, but nothing works. The fever seems to be getting worse. I just don't feel like myself anymore, and I didn't know what was happening to me. I can't work much anymore either, and I try to be low profile. Seeing my sickly visage, whenever I'm out, people look at me strange, and that, that scares me bad. Now, I've heard the legends of the Wendigo before, a spirit that possesses you and makes you ravenously hungry for meat. And, to be honest, I can't help but wonder if that's what I've been seeing in my dreams. That man, maybe it's the spirit of a Wendigo influencing me. Maybe I'm crazy, but I just can't explain why I'm not hungry for my usual things and why I can't stop wanting meat. Number three, The Mysterious Beast, submitted by The Figure. When I was 12 years old, I used to live with my aunt and uncle and my cousin out in the country on a farm. It's because my parents abandoned me when I was young, so my uncle and aunt took me in. The farm was very small and we were poor, one day, my cousin and I were playing hide-and-seek, and it was my turn to seek out my cousin, who was hiding. My cousin ran out far into the forest while I was counting, and once I was done, I ran to where I thought I heard his footsteps. It was the middle of the afternoon, and I searched for a good two hours. Eventually, night was approaching, and I began to worry because I could not find my cousin. I began screaming out his name, calling out, Jacob, but there was no answer. I kept shouting until I heard footsteps behind me. I quickly turned around, accusing him. This isn't funny, Jacob. That's when I saw a shadow run by the trees. I shouted his name again, Jacob, but no answer. I stood still in silence waiting to see the figure again, waiting to hear my cousin's call and return to mine. But what I heard next, it wasn't a call, and it most certainly wasn't human. My entire body was shaking, and I felt like my heart had stopped. No matter how much my mind groaned in protest, I began to turn my head. My eyes widened when I saw it. At first, it appeared like a person, very tall and humanoid in shape, but then I made out the rest of it, 
most notably its head, which looked like a deer's decaying skull. Exposed bone, skin missing. I heard it breathing heavily, and I was probably doing the same. I then screamed at the top of my lungs and began running home as fast as I possibly could. I was crying and sweating. When I could see the farm again, I finally slowed down, only because I felt safe enough as I hadn't heard anything following me. I never took my mind off of Jacob, who was still out there. I waited at the edge of the woods for him, praying that he would appear from somewhere, praying that he would at least show his face, because I was too scared to call out to him again. I was afraid it would hear me. I was so disappointed in myself, as I realized, in a situation that could mean either of our lives, I chose my own. I began to cry even more now, then ran back inside the house. I closed all the blinds and doors, and as I was locking up the place, terrified, I nearly ran into him. It was Jacob, and before I could hug him with immense relief, I saw that his face was just as traumatized as I felt. My aunt and uncle soon confronted us, asking us why we looked like that. I told them everything. I was completely honest as to the whole thing, but they thought we were just playing a prank on them and sent us to eat dinner, then go to bed. Unable to sleep, I asked my cousin if he was okay. No, he whispered somberly. I turned over on my side away from him, and I closed my eyes in fear of the covered window before me, and thus was birthed my fear of open windows and my anxiety for the woods. We didn't see it again after that day, but that might be because we didn't go out looking for it. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Number four, The Wendigo That Lurks, submitted by TF. I was 20 years old, and I was finally moving out of my parents' place into this old and affordable farm. One day I spent some time packing my stuff and moving it over. When I arrived and unpacked, 
I cleaned up the dirty farmhouse and found some stuff that belonged to the people who used to live there. It was nostalgic in a way, even though it wasn't my old stuff, but I remember smiling and thinking I was going to be happy here. Three weeks after officially having settled into the place, I began hearing random noises at midnight. It would keep me up sometimes, not because it was loud, but because it was unsettling. One night, I got so fed up with it that I grabbed my rifle and flashlight. I wanted to find out what was making the noise and put a stop to it. Slowly and trying to be silent, I tiptoed around outside, but I found nothing. Well, except for the scratches along the farmhouse, and the trash can was dumped over on the ground with the trash inside scattered about. I was pissed. Freaking raccoons, I thought. A later day, at midnight again, I heard the noises once more. Right away this time, I busted out the rifle and flashlight. I went around the farmhouse, but again, I found nothing. I turned on my heel, just in case I'd catch a glimpse of whatever it may have been going back into the woods. I did turn in time to see something. It was a shadow, but it wasn't a raccoon or anything small. It appeared to be a person. This fired me up. I had trespassers. I took my rifle and flashlight and began to run toward the trees. I was ready to catch the troublemaker and put a stop to this whole thing. When I broke the tree line, I couldn't see anything, but I could hear the rustling of leaves and the occasional sound of nighttime animals. Just when I had given up and I was beginning to go back to the house, I heard a scream. Imagine what a woman would sound like if someone came up from behind and grabbed her and began to pull her into a truck. That's what it sounded like. Real and desperate horror. There was a scuffle too, and after it died down for a moment, I began to make my way toward the noise. As I was walking towards it, I recall thinking it may have been a couple of cougars or something, fighting for territory, or even some type of mating thing. But when I arrived on the scene, my guess wasn't even close. Instead, what I found was someone extremely lanky and tall, hunkered down over something, the first thing I noted was how incredibly long its legs and claws were, and then I caught myself. Freaking claws. Either this person hadn't cut their nails in their entire lifetime, or it wasn't a person at all. As my eyes continued to adjust to the nighttime light, I saw that they were pale, and there were cuts and bruises all over their body. I could hear it making wet, chewing sounds and it wasn't until then that I saw what was on the ground in front of it. A bear. It was still breathing, but it wasn't struggling. This thing had killed it, and was eating the bear alive. At first, I was so scared that I wanted to run, but I shook my head and reminded myself that I was armed, that if I could take something like this down, if it wasn't a person that it would be some sort of internet phenomenon, a nationwide event, or at the very least, I'd get this troublemaker off my property. As I aimed down the sights, ready to fire, I couldn't stop myself from trembling. I was scared, rightfully so, I think, but I did my best to adjust to it. 
I aimed, then pulled the trigger. Immediately, the beast screamed in the way that you rat tell somebody and their body stiffens out like a board. I gasped as I saw that at full height, this thing was three feet taller than I was, at least. Suddenly, its head snapped and was facing me. But as ready as I was to run back to the house at full speed, it turned away from me and began to limp back into the forest. Eventually, I lowered my rifle and thought to myself, what in the bloody hell was that? As the forest grew silent again, the only sound that remained was the breathing of the poor bear. Some of it was scattered about on the ground, and there was no way this thing was going to make it. Unable to move closer out of fear, from where I was, I pointed my rifle, and I ended its misery. Then I jogged back inside, locked the doors, and I stayed up all night, basically cuddling my rifle. Later on, I told my friend about my experience and what it looked like. My friend replied with a quizzical look on his face. Hmm, have you heard of the legend of the Wendigo? My eyebrow raised instinctively. What's a Wendigo? He leaned forward and began to answer my question. It's an old Native American legend. Supposedly, if a human tastes the flesh of another human, they risk attracting and being possessed by the spirit of a Wendigo. It's said that it turns them into something like that, something that's no longer human, but has an insatiable appetite for meat, specifically human flesh. I gulped, and I said, oh, Man, I gotta go. I gotta plan or something or get out of that house. I left right away and went back to the farmhouse, wondering if I was going to see that thing again, and if I was, was it still worth living out here? Number five, Wendigo Stalking Me, submitted by Caden. This is a succession of three events that happened recently. I'm still having nightmares from it. It all started in late December and early January. I was walking home from school one day after getting off of our winter break when I heard the weirdest sounding noise ever. It was like a little girl crying, juxtaposed over the sound of a grown man grunting. I was unsettled a bit, but I brushed it off and walked a little faster home. When I got back to the house, I asked my dad if he had heard anything, but he said he hadn't. Nothing else really happened until later that night. It was about 8 p.m. when I began to hear the noise again. This time, it was much closer to the house. It kind of spooked me, so I looked out the window where the noise was coming from, but I couldn't see anything, not from where I was. The next day, when I was walking to school, I heard footsteps keeping pace with me from the bushes, and if I stopped, the footsteps would stop a second after, so I knew it wasn't me, because it would take that second for the footsteps to stop after I did. It sounded like it was two legs, but that's about all I could make out. Fast forward to that night. Both of my parents were gone as they were at business meetings, so I had to watch my siblings for the rest of the night. At about the same time as the night before, 
I heard the weird noise again, but I dismissed it because I didn't want my siblings to get scared. Little did I know that they heard it as well. My brother came up to me even and asked me, what's that weird sound outside? I quickly formulated a response and I replied, I don't know, probably just a coyote or two. Even then, though he was young, he wasn't stupid and I don't think he believed me. For two days, nothing happened, but the day my parents got home is where it got really scary. It was a Saturday, and I was an outdoor kid, so I often went outside to pass the time. It had snowed the night before, so my brother and I went into the woods. We wanted to see if our old fort had been knocked down by the elements. When we got there, the place was completely destroyed, I'm talking branches and parts from our fort were stripped down and broken, and as it had been snowing only 10 minutes before, and the place was surrounded by hundreds of footprints. They were the size of both of my hands stacked together, and again, the snow was fresh, and so were these footprints. We always brought baseball bats with us, using them as tools or walking sticks or for fun, but that day, we held them up just in case we needed to use them for defense. Then we heard it. It was the weird noise again, the same one I'd been hearing all those nights. I gripped the baseball bat tightly and got in front of my little brother. We saw what was emitting that noise. It was tall and immediately made all my extremities go weak. It was a struggle just to continue to grasp the baseball bat. Its eyes were as black as the night, and its legs were bent weirdly. Its arms had human-like fingers, with nails that looked like they had gone into a pencil sharpener. The thing seemed to hiss at us as it stepped forward, trying to be brave, but being more stupid than anything. I threw my baseball bat, trying to stun the creature. As soon as it struck it and didn't even flinch, my brother and I turned and ran out of the woods crying. My brother wouldn't stop screaming at me. What was that? However, I couldn't and didn't answer. We ran home. I told my brother not to tell my parents what we saw. We kept our eyes out in the windows, checking the forest at every minute, making sure that this fortress, our home, wasn't about to be invaded. Luckily, we were out of the clear for the rest of the night, and for several days for that matter. I thought it was over. It had been weeks by then, and I was beginning to repress that memory, blaming it on our own imaginations, now refusing to believe that what we saw was real. Well, I couldn't deny it after it got into my house. It was one night. I was staying up playing Call of Duty, when suddenly, through the night, there was a crash that came from downstairs, followed by a heavy thump, thump, thumping. Immediately, I turned off the TV and listened. Thump, thump, thump. I locked my bedroom door, and I began to pray. I curled up into bed, staring at the locked door. I didn't hear anything for a very long time, but when I did... It was something that disturbed me. What was that? It said. My mind was thrown back 
to when my brother and I were running back to the house, when I was silent and my brother kept screaming. What was that? What was that? I started to cry in that silence, and for the next 30 minutes, I heard it outside, repeating the same phrase. Then it just faded. I waited up until morning, and I waited until my parents came to the door, banging on it, asking me why it was locked. I ran to unlock it, and I couldn't be happier to see my mom and dad. Thankfully, nothing has happened since, and I hope nothing will ever happen again. Number 6. Wendigo Encounter Submitted by Grand Shock Trooper This is a really weird story. I know you'll think so. But this is the only time in my life I've actually believed in something this bizarre. Of course, I've heard about crap like this before, but never let myself believe an ounce of it. Never seen anything crazy myself. Well, it all happened a few weeks ago, which at the time of writing this was December of 2017. I lived in a town in northern Minnesota on the city edge, and it's still pretty heavily populated, but there's still a lot of animals and wildlife walking around. That being said, this was unlike any animal I've ever seen in my life. It was around 7 p.m., maybe 8. I was sitting home alone with my cat watching a movie. Then, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, my cat, which was calmly sitting on my lap, sleeping, jumped away from me and ran top speed under my bed. I'd never seen her so scared. I asked her what was wrong. She just sat under my bed looking around the room, like there was an invader or something. Little did I know how close my assumption was. Half an hour later, as my cat continued to hide, I decided to take out my trash like any other day. I walked out past my backyard gate, opened it, and put the trash in the dumpster. Just after that, I heard it. There was something in the neighbor's alley. I paused for a moment, trying to make out what it was, when the thing just flat out crawled out, a large, skinny, and bony body, looking more like a human corpse, rotting and creaking when it moved. Then it turned to me, looking at me, and snarled. Next thing I knew, I was back in my house, panting, with my kitchen knife in hand. I ran so fast back to my place that I hardly remember doing it. I closed the shutters and began to wonder what I saw. I waited a few minutes, peeking out of the shutters, needing to know if it would come to my house, but nothing happened. The next day, I texted my friend who lived two blocks away from me. I asked him if he ever saw anything strange last night. He said that he did. He saw some stray cats running really fast away from the alley, but nothing else of importance. That's when I realized that what I saw last night was real. At the time, I was fresh off the game until dawn. I couldn't help but think that that thing I saw resembled the Wendigo from that game. If that is what it was, I could have been in some serious trouble. Nowadays, I take my trash out during the day, and I always have a knife ready with me 
just in case. Number seven, be careful standing in the way of the wind. Submitted by Ulashai. Have you ever experienced a really windy day where the wind just seems to focus and blow even harder through tight spaces like tunnels or inside buildings that are exposed to the outside, of course? It desperately tries to find a way out as it knocks things over, sometimes even howling as it goes past. It's quite annoying, especially if you have to walk through tunnels and tight spaces to get home. You can really feel the wind trying to push you back or away. You could say that the wind itself can be claustrophobic in a sense, and some people even try to make it fun, leaning and fighting against the wind. When I was younger, hanging out with my friends around my house and on a really windy day, I would open the front door and let the wind in. The way it would move doors back and forth in the house from its air pressure, its high-pitched howl as it rushed past the open door. It was cool, yet really eerie, and then I'd have to pick up a mess after the wind blew things off the counters. Anyway, on another occasion, my friend was over at my place and we were playing video games in the front room. The wind was so strong that day that you could hear it outside making the kind of angry sounds that strong winds make. My friend snuck off to the front door to do a prank on me. When he opened the front door, in an instant, the wind rushed into my house blowing the door open and nearly blowing my friend back. But what was truly terrifying and strange on this occasion was the scratching sounds. All up and down the hallways along the walls, a deep and horrifying scratching sound emanated. When we managed to shut the door, we looked at the walls and there were scratches going down them as if someone tall had entered our home, raked their fingers down our walls, then walked away. When I saw this, I remember feeling so dreadful. I couldn't find any explanation for it because I knew myself and my friend hadn't done it and it wasn't there before. We got in trouble for that. Of course, we got the blame. The following week, I held a party in my house and as usual, the weather was being crappy outside, strong winds and such, with an addition of rain to make it worse. But it didn't put us off the party mood, as it was a Friday after all. There were a lot of people in my house. People were drinking and eating and having a good time. But someone left the door open, the winds picked up, and I remember seeing him get this devious smile on his face. He turned the lights out and kept the door open. He was trying to scare everybody from the storm outside and the door suddenly crashing open. But what I didn't expect to hear afterwards was painful screaming. I ran over immediately and turned the lights on. People were crying and running out of my house with scratch marks on them. Dozens of the people that had been in my home were covered in scratches. Later on, I asked about what had happened between different friends I knew, and they all said the same thing, mostly, that someone with sharp nails came by them and scratched up their arms. I was beginning to think that some loser came to my party just to hurt people, but then I heard a few more accounts Accounts from people who said that there was one more attendee at the party. Someone so tall 
that they had to hunker down in order to not touch the ceiling. Someone pale, with long arms, who was gone by the time the lights were turned back on. I've read the original story of the Wendigo by Algernon Blackwood, and it freaks me out knowing how similar this is, how it came upon the wind, how the presence was entirely evil. So be careful when standing against the wind, because sometimes you won't be left in one piece. Number eight, The Deer Man, submitted by Matt R. This was a strange event that took place in 2012 in Northern Illinois. It's 2018 now, so it's been six years, six years since I've run into The Deer Man. These days I think about it at least once a week, if not more. It bothers me greatly. Anyway, it was the summer of 2012, and I was with my best friend, Stephen. We had been camping out on my family's property, which consisted of 20 acres of forest. I live on the same property, only about 50 yards away from the forest, in a small house. It's a quiet area, but I do live by a very populated town. It's by no means the country, which makes this event even more strange, in my opinion. One morning, as he was walking down my main trail, he said he encountered a man briefly who ran into the brush. He only got a brief glimpse of him, so he called me on my house phone from his cell phone and said that we had a trespasser. I was out there literally within one minute, and we were watching the trail but saw no one. Then I saw him, an unclothed man about 30 feet in the woods crouched down, completely flat, with his face between his knees and his arms outstretched ahead of him. I could see his ribs and his arm muscles. He had jet black shoulder length hair. It looked extremely filthy. He appeared to be white and again, there wasn't a shred of clothes on him. We began to shout at him that he was trespassing and that we were going to call the police if he didn't go. But still, he didn't move a muscle, didn't flinch at all. We continued to yell again, warning him he had better leave. Still no response. That's when Stephen and I decided to charge him. We looked at each other, then nodded and made our approach. As we placed our first step into the brush, something peculiar happened. The man seemed to coalesce together, his skin changing into a tannish brown color. We saw what looked like his torso and legs melting together somewhat. It was like a fluid motion all at once. He no longer appeared like a man. He was now sandy brown in color, and then all of a sudden a deer stood up, its head protruding into the air. It appeared to be a doe. It looked at us in our direction, then calmly walked off, while never taking its eyes off of us. We thought to ourselves that it was just a deer the entire time, but I think inside we both knew better. Basically, we saw a man transform into a deer. A shapeshifter, a spirit, a wendigo, I don't know. But I do know that what I saw, I saw with my own eyes. I still live on the same property now, and at night, I catch myself looking into the woods, thinking it could have come back, or wondering what else could be out there. Number nine, 
Wendigo in the Woods, submitted by Lou. I'm 17 years old and live in a very wooded area. My friends and I usually go into the woods near my house because we could smoke and get away from everything. I've always had an eerie feeling about these woods, though. Always felt like something didn't want us there. One particular night, we were all messing around and walking down our usual path. We noticed these deer were following us, but we didn't put much thought into it. Then we heard a branch snap behind us. We looked around and saw the same deer, but it looked weird. And when it noticed we were looking at it, it stood straight up. That was terrifying. I mean, I'd never seen a deer stand straight up on their hind legs before. We began to walk a little faster away from it. After another 20 minutes, we came across a circle of some sort. It was a red circle and had some animal skulls planted around it. Now we were seriously freaked out. Suddenly, a branch snapped nearby. I looked to my right and saw that same deer before, still standing like that and it let out this horrifying laughing noise. It snapped its head towards us. It bent down on all fours and crawled like a person towards us. We ran so fast, one of my friends, John, slipped on a rock near a small stream and screamed. Guys, wait up, he cried. I looked back, only to see his leg had snapped out of its socket. I felt bad for him, but I just kept running. We came upon two different roads. Unknowingly, we split up there, taking different directions by accident. Then I heard them screaming. I didn't stop going until I made it back home. Luckily, the next day, I did see them again, my friends, but they were acting strange, pretending as if it didn't happen, and they seemed to blink less than they ever did before, staring oddly at random people I don't know what happened back there, but I don't think things are going to be the same anymore. And number 10, That Wendigo, submitted by Michael. I was on the way back home from a week-long camping trip, and on the night before, we were told some stories about wendigos and skinwalkers, among other freaky things. My friend was fine until we started talking about this. He was freaked out by the topic. I didn't know why he was terrified until he told me later. Something you should know about him is that he is probably one of the most funny and happy people I know. He said that his dad had an old friend that was on a hunting trip in the mountains. His friend wanted to go exploring on his own, Later that day, he came back to camp wide-eyed and scared nearly to death. He told everyone that he saw something strange that night, something that told him it was going to kill him that night. Of course, nobody believed him, so they were surprised when they actually found him dead, frozen in his sleeping bag. Nobody could find out what exactly happened to him, so they assumed he was telling the truth and that there was actually something in those woods. They all went home after that. Now, I've always believed in ghosts before I heard this, and I've always thought some very strange things happen in the world. 
But now I know Skinwalkers and Wendigo are probably out there too. So, how does it feel? Knowing that when you're in the woods, there's somebody out there who has a crush on you. Well, maybe not a crush per se, but they definitely want you in their mouth. Hmm, I'm just excited thinking about it. Watch your back when you go hiking or go camping. Next thing you know, someone could be chewing on it. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. Don't forget to send me your Fortnite scary stories and VR chat stories at darknessprevails.org submit or download my free app at darknessprevails.org app or go to Google Play and just search Spooked. It's got all my content in one place, plus thousands of stories. If you want to support my channel further, think about going to morbidmonsters.com and buy some of my cool merchandise from t-shirts to mugs and more. Or donate just one buck a month at patreon.com slash darkness prevails and you'll have your name in the credits. As always, here are my five favorite comments from the previous full video titled, Five Creepiest Chick-fil-A Stories. Tabby Cat says, Hey Darkness, do you wanna get Chick-fil-A'd? I know that's a double entendre, but it just sounds like I'm going to be turned into a sandwich and if that's what you mean, then yes, but don't forget the pickles. Cynthia Barlow says, chicken strips, F yeah. Yeah, I was big on those chicken strips for a while until I found a piece of fat the size of my eyeball. Mmm, yummy. Daniel Alibrandi says, eating food while watching this. Keep up the videos. And hey, why do they call it a building if it's already built? Well, think about this one. How can you drink a drink, but you can't food a food? The OG McLovin says, I still think the employees are the most nicest people in the world. I agree, they do train their employees well, but the next time they call me Steve, I'm going to chew up my chicken nugget and I'm going to spit it on the counter and walk away. And Robert Hutch says, is this going to be scarier than nature's temper may be leaving? Definitely not. If something happened to him, I don't know what I'd do, but maybe with the advice I've given him and the support of his fans, he'll be fine. He'll stick around one way or another, but I think his channel will be okay. That's all for today, guys. I appreciate you stopping by and listening, and I especially appreciate these guys on Patreon who donated. Thank you all for watching. Stay safe out there and stay creepy.